don't dump the world on them at that point. Give them things that are a little bit more packaged, structured, and allow them to move quickly. Welcome to Make Them Famous, the podcast about partner enablement. The only podcast to uncover both how partner teams enable their partners and how other department leaders enable their partner teams to achieve success. Of course, we couldn't make this podcast famous without our amazing sponsors. For sponsorship, we aimed for not only great products, but tech used to power some of the top partner programs around. We've invited PartnerStack, ShareWork, and Sendoso to be those sponsors. PartnerStack, for those of you unfamiliar, is the leading partner management platform or PRM for SaaS companies like Monday, Unbounce, Intercom, and Webflow. And it is a company we've worked closely with. We advise many of our post-program market fit clients to demo PartnerStack when they are ready to scale revenue through partnerships. We've talked a lot about co-selling in this podcast, so please check out our sponsor for co-selling, sharework.co, a free app that allows partnership managers at top companies like Qualtrics, Full Story, Smart Recruiters, and Sendoso to easily generate partner-sourced and partner-influenced deals thanks to real-time and unlimited account mapping. Sharework is offering all Make Them Famous listeners a three-month free account to map unlimited accounts, generate leads, and attribute revenue to partnership managers' efforts. Use the link below to sign up for that offer. Finally, the top sales and partnership teams around know of our third partner, Sendoso, the leading sending platform. Sendoso is the most effective way for revenue generating teams to stand out with new ways to engage at strategic points throughout their customer journey. By connecting digital and physical strategies, Companies can engage, acquire, and retain customers easier than ever before. Founded in 2016, Sendoso is trusted by over 500 companies and has a vast global footprint with presence in North America, Europe, and Asia Pacific. Learn more at Sendoso.com. So thanks again to our amazing sponsors. Now let's get back into the episode. All right, Rob, welcome to the discussion. So as a leadoff question, I'd like to know, what is one word to describe the state of your partner program today? One word, can it be a, a couple? I think I'd probably say uh, ready for launch, ready for takeoff. That gives us an idea of where you're at and the progression and the timeline and the growth curve, whatever it is, of your partner program. So I think that's a good place to start. And the other aspect of this that we want to lay out first and foremost is, you know, what is your partner program? And there's three components of that. Uh, first are your team, you know, who is working with you to get the job done? don't have to mention names, but titles and their main roles. Let's start there. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, so we have a couple of different partner programs that we're running here at Vidyard, and uh, I'll, I'll focus in on the ones that I take care of. But just to cover the gamut, we have strategic partners and alliances. We have technical partnerships. We have uh, also co-sell and referral partnerships, and we're also kicking off uh, affiliate programming as well. So we've got quite a range of partnership programs for the size of company that we are and what we do, but video being so horizontal, uh, there is a lot of opportunity there that we want to capture. And actually, I should add another one. We are kicking off another uh, segment uh, focused solely around uh, consultants and consultancies specifically in sales, uh, in the sales category. So um, so that's that's where we uh, 
that's what we have in, in our partner programming today. What I look after specifically is our co-sell and referral programming for agencies. And um, I guess the uh, your question being, you know, how do we resource that? What do we what do we do to make that successful? Uh, there's really three main functions in that uh, uh, in that sphere. One is a partner manager. So the partner manager is responsible for not only um, helping recruit new partners, but also helping uh, existing partners with their go-to-market activity and with their co-selling motion between us and our sales team. There is a partner enablement manager or a team of partner enablement managers, and they are responsible for, responsible for the launch, onboarding, kickoff, skill, uh, skill development certification of our partners. And that certification means the development of services around Vidyard, things that our partners will sell to their customers and to ours uh, to help drive revenue for them. And uh, finally, partner marketing. How do we generate more demand? How do we get our brands associated together and get that material ready so that our partners are ready for the game, ready to get out there and be successful at driving new opportunities quickly? rather than uh, uh, having a lengthy, hard, difficult time at, at doing it. So that's right. how our team is structured to power the agency channel. Yeah, and you, you went ahead a little bit, but I like it. Um, we're going to speed right through this. But the components of your partner program, one of the more well-built-out partner programs that I've experienced uh, for what we would consider still a startup and your program is robust. It's a beast. Uh, you've got a lot of people on the team, a lot of different personas you're going after, a lot of different levels of the partnership program and a big go-to-market strategy that we're going to get into today that's part of partner enablement. The other aspect of this premise that we want to set is your stack. What are you using to manage and grow your program? Yeah, um, feeling really fortunate around the, the stack. We are quite well equipped here. And again, that's... Um, you know, management here, realizing the opportunity and, and uh, really showing the dedication here uh, towards our partner program. Uh, we run, our CRM is Salesforce. That tends to be sort of the record of truth. Uh, sitting on top of that, we have a partner stack. So we're just at the end stage of implementation and ready to launch that to our partner channel. So that's going to bring a whole new partner experience for our partners. Uh, and um, in addition to that, we also have Crossbeam to help with our go-to-market motion where we are finding and mapping <clears throat> uh, accounts against each other to find those quick wins and really establish quickly opportunities that we can uh, work together and jointly. And then on top of that, sitting on top of Salesforce, we have uh, HubSpot and HubSpot really runs our entire pa partner org. Uh, from a sales enablement point of view, sales acceleration enablement. So we're running HubSpot Sales Pro, for example, for all of our communication with our partners. And then we are also running HubSpot Marketing Pro for powering our marketing, or sorry, our partner comms. And that sits on top of Salesforce and it will integrate with partner stack. So um, fairly robust partner stack or uh, fairly robust, you know, partner tech stack uh, to help us with all aspects of um, our development. 
That's great. Yeah. And um, everything's pretty well integrated. Uh, it sounds like all those tools are native and your team is working really closely with the HubSpot team. So that's that's a great place to kind of um, lead into the ecosystem question and the discussion that we have today, which is around partner enablement and how to get a partner that's in your program to become quote unquote activated as soon as possible and work with them closely to bring that good old fashioned revenue uh, that we're going to talk to Dan about here shortly. Um, so, you know, to snowball and dovetail this discussion into partner enablement, I want to talk to you about the ecosystem itself. So what makes up an effective partner ecosystem and team? What do you think are bare minimums to have a quote unquote ecosystem, if you can call it that? And um, what are some of the I would say the first couple of roles that you need to run an effective partner enablement system. Yeah. So um, from a, from the ecosystem perspective, uh, really, I think you got to be looking like a SaaS company has got to be looking at a couple of pillars, right. To, to get going on um, at Vidyard. I kind of mentioned it at the beginning there, but there's sort of the, there's the strategic um, there is the service, there is the sales, and there um, is the technology, right? If you're kind of looking at building out a partner program and what your opportunities are, partnerships, the outcome of partnerships at the end of the day should be driving uh, very efficient and effective scale into your business. Um, the way you get there uh, through an effective partner program is making sure that your, your partners are successful and lining up your program to make that happen. Um, but yeah, so from, you know, from an ecosystem perspective, there's a lot of like strategically there's, there's those four buckets. And then I would say, uh, to, to, to have an effective partner ecosystem, you need to have, there's really like five elements in that, um, right. You need, <clears throat> you need the adoption of your, of your tech. I believe you need the, uh, onboarding and training and the skills development on that. Uh, and, and that includes things like certification. Um, you need the go-to-market motion. So that would be um, your co-marketing and branding and so on. And you need your sales assistance and help, helping them close that business, helping them work effectively with, uh, with the sales team in there. Um, and you need to help them develop those services that are ultimately going to drive their business. So if you have those five things lined up, you're going to generate a very effective partner ecosystem. And I mentioned the way we resource that as, as before was through partner managers, partner enablement managers, and partner marketing managers in there, um, all sort of building that, um, making each one of those stages very, very effective and uh, I think, I think the number one thing that I mentioned around like adoption of the technology could be one of the, the biggest pieces that we make sure is a really, really solid piece of our go-to-market with our partners. Um, if you have greater widespread adoption of your technology that is helping their business and they see the advantages day in, day out, it is a huge enabler for them to have confidence around your solution, confidence in delivering that to their existing customers. And it really puts the entire agency in a mode where they are always thinking about your solution and finding ways to help their customers. 
it's amazing how much more the, the revenue acceleration, the joint opportunities happen when you've got really solid adoption across the entire agency on your technology. And I'll give you an example. Recently, we had a very, very small outage where maybe 100 clients were out for 24 hours on something. The, who are the first people to call us? Who are the first people knocking down our door? It was our partners. And it was a real testament about how they cannot do their day-to-day business and how much they're relying on video being core to what they do. It was pretty awesome to see. It was a bad experience, but it was awesome to see that they were the first ones on the horn talking to us, not only on their behalf, but their clients as well. It was great. I love that you mentioned that. So getting your agencies to really understand and implement the system to become a core part of their service offering, uh, the product itself, in this case, Vidyard. That in your scenario, in your circumstances, is the, it sounds like the number one um, focal point of enabling them is to teach them how to use it to sell a service, uh, to build a service around Vidyard. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And then number two is, well, what is that service, right? You know, so um, I think I think agencies are really confident when they they themselves like to sell the processes and workflows they implement internally for themselves. Um uh, you know, our friend Richard Wood does that a lot. Uh, Impact does it a lot. A lot of agencies that do that are really good at delivering that value to their clients as well. So, yeah, that's number one. And then obviously, you got to help them with the service. What is it that they're selling? Skill set development, training, getting them to a point where they're certified and they're confident in delivering that. Um, and then find those opportunities, right? Let's get going. And they want to do that quickly, right? So your, your co-marketing and go-to-market packaging should, should really be about speed uh, to success. And most of our partners do see that first win in that first 60 days, to be honest. And, um, that's a great start. And the trick then afterwards is, uh, continuing to to just maintain uh, that level of uh, excitement and um, continued, you know, co-selling mechanism. So, um, yeah, that I think I think that if you sort of had to order it, um, that's sort of the way I would position it. I completely agree. As you know, this is hard for most teams to create a partnership program around because it does require buy-in from all departments, which is why we have Dan. It does require a lot of trial and error. And in most cases, it requires a deep understanding of what agencies are going to do with your product in their internal practices, as well as externally. Some products that uh, may be listening may not be able to be used by the agency, right? They may be something that is related to e-commerce where the agency is obviously not running their own e-commerce shop. Yep. They, uh, they work with e-commerce companies, but they cannot implement Klaviyo for their internal um, messaging. You know, it doesn't make yep. sense. So in that world, it changes a little bit, but uh, Vidyard is one of those tools that agencies can use internally. They can get used to the product and then they can execute a sales process and a funnel for their clients to get them uh, to use the product like the agency uses it. So we call that a, um, a partner track, you know, partner services track. But what in your experience um, does it take to really understand what those agencies are going to do with the product? And this may include just some, some things that you had to trial and error around 
some things that you had to yeah. push out there and then maybe pull back real quickly and retract. But what does it take in your in your experience to really understand what the agencies are going to do and really how close are they going to get to your product? Well, in, in our case, when <clears throat> we're working specifically and mostly with a HubSpot agency, uh, first and foremost, understanding exactly what their go-to-market is and how HubSpot enables them to do their services and what they sell and how they sell it um, is really critical, right? We we have to be able to take an approach where we our services really augment what they're just doing today and they can layer them on top for added value and to make their programs even better. And so we took an approach of making sure that alignment was really, really solid when it comes to uh, making sure that they understood exactly what to do with video, right? How can they build it into their services? So we kind of took the, the HubSpot service model and said, listen, here's where, here's what you're doing today. Um, here's how you layer in video and talk specifically in their terms. Very, very specific. The other thing too, is just, you got to listen to your agency partners. When we were at, uh, last time we were at inbound, I guess. Oh no, I, I guess. Yeah, it was what, uh, 2019. We sat down and just talked with a lot of agency owners, um, lots and lots and lots. Uh, one overriding theme in that was, you know, at that point in time, HubSpot was really pushing them to become, to get into sales enablement. Their CRM was taking off. They wanted to build more competencies and services around that. Uh, partners were investing in that realm, but it was fairly new game to a lot of them. They, uh, up to that point, they were mostly marketing agencies. And you could tell in every discussion, the ask was, how, how do I make this sales enablement play better? How do I sell like you sell? How do I get my customers to realize that value? So an overriding theme out of that inbound came out of get us to a point where we're delivering services on top of the, you know, the video sell, because that is where things are going to be going in the future. And that's what we did. That's where we started. Literally, it was the overwhelming ask. So we developed a video selling certification that we could uh, get our partners certified, get the skill set up and get them delivering that to their base. And we had a lot of great input. We launched something and have been iterating it for a year since. So it's always getting better. Like it wasn't perfect. But again, we gave them a framework, took video selling and, and really overlaid it what they already do and, and understand and gave them flexibility to tailor it to their uh, core competencies. Um, not everybody had the ability to do everything or wanted to. And so we gave them that flexibility and they could really make it their own wherever, um, you know, whatever uh, go to market approach they wanted to take around it. So I think those things led to ultimately to success around it. And yeah, so you really need to do stop and listen to hear what your partners are, are telling you. Yeah, great, great tips there. And uh, one thing that jumps out from that to me is whether or not you use a certification just to proceed and to get the partners to the next level of education around your platform and or you use the certification to show those partners what they could potentially be selling around your product. And a good example of that, I think, is is impact bound. They sell a really awesome video sales training curriculum. This is an agency yeah. that has been working closely with Vidyard. And um, it is essentially Vidyard certification wrapped up in a box that they can then go and certify all of their clients on Vidyard for a fee. Something yep. like that. I mean, what, what have you learned and what was the strategy around the certification, when to implement it and uh, what it's done for you guys? Yeah. So last year we focused pretty heavily on, on, 
certification and getting our partners to a stage where they can box it up as I, as you sort of uh, positioned it and and take it to market. Um, you know, they doing so has has allowed um, our channel business to go from one of um, yeah we're doing some co-selling great to uh, we're actually making your business grow right like it, there's there's more value in our program um, as a result of that so we've we've focused heavily on certification um, to get them to the point that they have a set of services to build around vidyard and fortuitously you know the timing has been right in that the world has gone remote. And so more and more agencies that adopted that earlier are now reaping the wars like, uh, you know, impact branding and design. They have a pretty phenomenal package that's delivering a huge amount of value to big sales teams and they're charging a lot for it. Right. It's a, it's a pretty meaty package. Um, so uh, through that process though, we've had to really, again, we've had to understand our partner's business and really guide them on tailoring the right package for them. Not everybody is going to be an impact. We've got other partners that really focus on just getting the foot in the door, the startup program, the quick start value program, right? And we've tailored video selling services to reflect that. And they want a quick win and the opportunity to show value and then grow that client to, into a longer term retainer after that. So it plays a different role and purpose. So we've learned to be very flexible and to make our pro our certification and the services they deliver very flexible to how it's going to work for them to grow their business. It does. It makes complete sense. So education with the intention of building services around your solution uh, is the main how to get agencies to really go down this road with you of I'm not just going to use the product and refer it to my friends. I'm really going to build a business out of this relationship and this product. And it's going to take some of my time as the agency, a lot of my time as the agency. It's going to take me getting my team to buy in on this product and the idea of building a service. It's going to take a lot. So as the partnership team is concerned, they have to make that not a no-brainer. I don't think anything's a no-brainer, but they have to make that a very logical yes for the team to say, you know what, if we're going to do this, Vidyard is the partner that we'd love to have. What I like about your program the most is your very detailed and comprehensive partner track that you guys put the bulk. Let's let's forget about the imba uh, impacts of the world, but talk about the 80% of partners, most of those agencies that will be on this type of track. So I want to hear what comprises your partner track the main sections of the timeline you know what are those big steps that they need to take from tinkering to maybe referring one of their clients and co-selling with you to opening up and starting to really push a new service what are those main components of your partner track it, it'll depend a little bit on whether or not um, they are familiar with video just getting started with video where their sort of video maturity is and um, and you know that's a there's a, there's a recommended start point for every level of video maturity that um, we can do and, and move right into. Um, if somebody's just getting started and, I, I, you know, the best place to start, I mean, download all these free tools. We are a product-led growth company. There's free tools inside of HubSpot through HubSpot Video. You can download our, our Chrome extension and start using it and start seeing some of those um, benefits for themselves and feeling that as well and just... Um, 
when you start to use it and see the benefits, you start to, they, you know, agencies will immediately apply that to, oh man, this would be great for customer acts, right? That's a great place to start. We have so many free tools and guides and things to get started. And that's kind of, I guess, you know, that tinkering phase that you talked about to get some, some confidence around that. Dan Tyre at HubSpot is awesome for this. It's like, He's doing, you know, partner tracks all the time on how to be just better, better business development reps, right? How to up their sales game and video is like the leading thing that he does in all of his programming, right? That's the, that's the number one thing you can do. I think he called it, you know, the greatest advancement in sales in the last 30 years. Um, so <clears throat> That's that's step one. Uh, after that, if you are familiar with video, then then it becomes a discussion around um, comes a discussion around uh, you know where are you at your video maturity model? How do we apply this across your business, both marketing and and in sales? And uh, we we focus there, and we focus on more of a holistic. Uh, approach around video and uh, we start to add video into the strategies of sales and marketing, um, which, um, you know, which is, which is really key. And then we almost, we get to this video mastery stage and that is where strategy execution tech stack full adoption across the board are fully realized and the benefits of the ROI is fully articulated um, in there. So, what we do is we get a partner on board. We assess where they're at in the video maturity model. We we develop a customized launch and training program for them so that they can migrate up at the, up those tiers into a video mastery stage. Video mastery doesn't come with quick though. Video mastery is probably going to be you know a two year long exercise, but they can quickly elevate themselves into other other categories of competency really really quickly. And I think, again, customizing each partner's journey around that video maturity um, and help them, get, help them get to that next stage is so critical as a part of our uh, partner enablement program. Thank you for laying that out. So that's beautiful. So that's a um, perfect segue into the end of this conversation where we're going to hone in on really what happens. Uh, you know, what are the exchanges that take place? What are some of the key messaging and asset composition that you need to have to make this system run? And then while you're talking about that, focus in on maybe one of the key SOPs that your partner team executes that really brings probably the most impact for the program, if there is one or two. So talk to me again about some of the essential things that you have to do during that track to make yep. sure that the partners are progressing through and getting through quickly, and then focus in on maybe one thing that you've really tested a bunch or iterated on and gotten really crystal clear and working in the program that you'd like to share? What's critical up front is establishing a shared set of goals, um, having executive buy-in across the board, having the right players at the table when we kick off this partnership. Too many times I have seen partnerships kick off with one person that may be their individual goal. They try to loop people in. They don't have a clue what's going on. It hasn't been articulated within the, the organization. That's just such a hard place to be to kick something off successfully. So we always want to make sure all the players are at 
at the table. All the players understand why they're at the table and what the opportunity is. And then we all have a shared set of goals that we're working towards and we hold each other accountable. If you want one sort of key area, that is so critical to the success of our, our partnerships uh, to set it off on the right foot with the right, right resources and the right executive commitment behind it. Because you, as you rightly pointed out, I mean, there is a time commitment here and on both sides, we want to make sure that uh, that's not just done in frivolous, frivolously, uh, but they're, it's coordinated and um, our approach is right. And then from an asset point of view, as they graduate through launch, they graduate through their skill sets, um, it's having a set of assets that are ready to go so they can really get going quickly. I mean, agencies want to just chomp at the bit to get out there and go. So we really try to focus on speed around that. So a core set of assets that are co-brandable. Uh, a lot of marketing agencies coming to us and wanting to expand their reach inside of sales. So we have lots of guides and things that they can co-brand, get it marketing content out there. We're happy to do joint webinars. We're happy to do a guest blog post and get that exposure to our blogging base. Um, all those things are really, really important so that they can attach their brand and, and you know, our brand being really strong on the sales and marketing side, but that audience as well. And then, and then um, you know, after that, it's about developing playbooks around sales. You know, it's uh, how do I get that free user that I didn't even know was using it? Um, that's my customer. Thinking more about video and moving them up into a, into a um, a bigger service package than the, than the what what they're currently doing. So we have playbooks on like getting free to paid and and how to insert your services around that um, and making sure that they're successfully surfacing um, surfacing those those opportunities through a really strong understanding of our value prop or joint value prop with HubSpot as well and but in very specific terms to them uh, to HubSpot and how they go to market. And I, I wouldn't say it's perfect. I say there, there's still a lot of work for us to do there, um, but we're getting really, really good at this. And I, you know, over the last four quarters, I've just taken a look at the numbers and um, we're, we've done a really great job since we doubled down on partner enablement on um, the productivity of our partners has gone through the roof. So, uh, you know, you know, we, we, really have done a good job at, at getting our existing partners to be more successful. And if we do that, then we are and our, our, the outcome follows, right? So um, it's been a pretty, pretty interesting ride and, a, and proof positive that doubling down on that investment journey or that enablement journey is um, just so critical to the overall program success. What I have here is early on an accountability session with the executives in the agency. So getting them to buy in on who's going to do what and what's going to happen in the program and what is the end goal. This could be almost like an executive summary, you know, for the partnership, right? You just want to lay everything out real crystal clear with them and say, you're going to do this. We're going to do this. As long as you do what you're going to do and we're going to do what our, what we're going to do, the program is going to be successful for both of us. Exactly. Yeah. That agreed upon early. Exchange accounts, obviously you want to get them and their team into whatever account access you're going to give them. Yep. Um, then obviously more training on the product and go to market strategies. So this is probably something that sort of sits on top as an ongoing, you probably have multiple training calls with multiple team members, uh, but getting them trained on both product and the go to market strategy, the sales strategy of Vidyard. Yep. Once they're to a certain point, I guess, in the program, you would do that co-selling and account mapping routine to start 
uncovering opportunities inside their pipeline for their Vidyard users that they did not know were users. And that can work both ways depending on how you guys do it in the agency that you're dealing with. But doing an account mapping routine and getting a solid start to this sales relationship. Okay. Anything I, I missed? Yeah, I would just, add, no, I don't think so. I'd just add that, that account mapping and the start, uh, that go to that first initial 30, 40, 60 days, uh, what you're doing on the go to market should be really focused on the quick wins and getting up and getting success early, fast. Don't, don't dump the world on them at that point. Give them things that are a little bit more packaged, structured, and uh, allow them to move quickly. And that's, I think where they want to see that success quickly and, and know that they're on that right journey. So you so. have to, as the partner team, prove out, I've done what I told you I'm going to do, and this is what's happened. I love that. So checking in with them on all the progress and all of the excitement, keeping that morale, I guess, in place. Very cool. So we're going to hear from Dan here in a few minutes. Um, I just want one last question for you on the account mapping side of things, because this is new for a lot of partner teams. Do you have one or two words of advice or things that you didn't know when you started that you wish you had known about account mapping? Yeah, account mapping can get unruly really quickly and all over the place. Uh, I su suggest long and hard what you want to achieve and, and what you're trying to get out of it uh, early on. So in the crossbeam scenario, you are, you know, you're developing populations that you want to overlap and look at. And those should be very, very specific. It shouldn't it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you start matching up big, gigantic CRM databases and what do I do? How do I go about it? So just have your game plan ready and make sure that you're you're just focusing in on a couple of key areas for quick wins. Um, make that very explicit and then start to open things up once you get a motion going that is working. So they're really, you know, what we found works best is an agency has a point person assigned to this has a point person that's sort of taking that intelligence and going back into the organization and um, making those connections between accounts, account owners, and uh, facilitating that. So if there's an owner, uh, you've got very sort of clear objectives and, and um, areas of opportunity that you want to zero in on quickly. Those are the best things that, have, that we've found work. Otherwise, it can get pretty out of hand pretty quick. Rob Sale, you've been awesome, man. I want to get to Dan's discussion here while we still have time. Uh, please, if you are listening, skip to Dan's, listen to that. It's going to be something that you want to have both combined in order to get the holistic vision of this program, which is what we're going to try to dig out. But Rob Sale, you're awesome. Always awesome, man. Thanks a lot for the time. Thank you, Alex. Take it away. And that's the way to grow your business.